You're listening to Come Follow Me Weekly. My name is Heather. Thanks for being here with me this week. Well, you're probably all wondering what in the world this episode is going to be about this week. The Come Follow Me lesson for Ephesians actually covered last week and this week because of General Conference. And I wanted to record it all, like the entire lesson last week, because my life is a little bit crazy right now, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to cover it over the two weeks. I am loving having my son at home. It's been so much fun, and I love it every day. He has a job, but he doesn't have a car, so I'm his chauffeur, along with my other kids who don't drive and getting them to their activities, and things have just been a little bit chaotic lately. Life's a party every day, and I'm not sure when I wake up every day what's going to be going on. So it's made doing the extra things in my life, like this podcast, a little bit tricky. But you know, life's all about choices. And so this week, I have chosen to spend some time and talk about what I learned from General Conference. There were some really great talks, and I took notes through most of it. The last session, I took a nap but I did wake up in time for President Nelson's closing remarks. That man is amazing. I just watched him through the whole conference. Whenever the session was over, he was the first one to jump up out of his seat. He'd just go down, shake everyone's hand. He's completely amazing to me. So the first talk that really stuck out to me was the talk by Terrence Vinson. And he talked about priorities. He's the one that said less Wi-Fi and more Nephi. I thought that was really cute and very true. He said that it is not our successes, but rather our sacrifice and efforts that matter to the Lord. And he talked about how the gospel is not an optional extra. And does the gospel become an optional extra to us in our lives? As I was thinking about that, you know, every day I do have some discretionary time, some time where I get most of my other things done and I look around and think, okay, I have some extra time. What am I going to do with it? And every day I make a choice of what to do with that time. And in the world that we live in, there are just endless possibilities of what we can do with our discretionary time. And no one's making us study the gospel. No one's going to come to our house and check and make sure that we're reading our Book of Mormon every day or that we're studying our Come Follow Me lessons. We have agency. We can do whatever we want. But it is so important that we don't make the gospel an optional extra, that we put that first and make sure that we do that every single day, that we keep that connection with the Spirit and with our Heavenly Father and with our Savior We need that every single day or we're not going to make it. And that's pretty much in a nutshell what President Nelson has been telling us over this past year. He said that God is not known for showering praise on the half-hearted. So we need to give our all. But he also said giving our all doesn't mean that we will continually be enveloped in blessings or always have success. But it does mean that we will have joy. And that's exactly what we get when we give our all to the Lord. We are able to feel joy and to feel peace no matter what's going on in our lives. I also love the talk by Stephen W. Owen about distractions. I really related to this talk a lot. He talked about how one morning he got up, had his phone with him, and sat down in the chair by his bed and was ready to read his scriptures on his phone. Well, he turned his phone on and there were a bunch of notifications that popped up. So instead of going to his scriptures, he went to the notifications, started going through them, which led to some emails, which led to social media, which led to other things. And before he knew it, his time was up and he had to get ready for work and he hadn't studied the scriptures at all that day. He then told a story about some deer that were in a field during the winter, and they didn't have any food. And the people that were observing these deer were really concerned, and so they decided it would be a good idea if they got some hay to feed to the deer. Well, deer don't naturally eat hay, and so as the deer ate this hay, they were eating and eating all day long, but they weren't getting full. 
and they eventually died from starvation. And then he compared that to social media, where our minds can be fed all day long, but they're not really nourished. Social media does have its good points. It's good to connect with people, and it can be a great way to share the gospel and share our beliefs. But I think anybody who's used it really does know how much fluff there is and how easy it is to just go down the rabbit hole and never come out again. Another trick that Satan uses to distract us is to make us worry about things that aren't really that important. And I hadn't really ever thought of that before, but I started thinking about my own life and some of the things that I do spend a lot of emotional, mental time on that maybe aren't that important, things that I worry about that really probably don't matter in the long run. And the last thought from his talk that I really liked is that he said that life can be bright, happy, and joyful with the gospel. I love those words used to describe the gospel and how we feel when we try to make that a priority in our lives. I think that's so true, that we can be bright, happy, and joyful. It's called the plan of happiness for a reason. The next talk that I loved was by Michelle Craig. And I also wanted to mention that the print version of these talks is not out yet. So I'm just going off my own notes and things that I found helpful to me during conference. You may have had a totally different experience or found some totally different things than I did. Um, I think that's the great part about it. And the great part about the Holy Ghost is that it can speak to us individually and help us to learn what we need to know as we're listening to these talks. Sister Craig gave us four ways that we can increase our spiritual capacity. She said the first one was to be intentional and that God speaks in a still small voice and that we need to make time to hear it. I thought her advice to be intentional was great, and it wasn't the only time that we heard that during conference, so maybe that's important. We need to be intentional in the way we live and in the way we live the gospel. The second thing she said was to act without delay, and that we should never delay a prompting. That's something that I really tried to do in my life is when I feel a prompting to try to do it, and I found that the more I do that, the more it's becoming a habit, and the more I'm able to listen and hear those promptings and feel them when they come. The third thing she said was to get your errand from the Lord and that he can use us to accomplish his work, but we need to ask him what he needs us to do. And I think that's really important. And the last thing she said was to believe and trust because we receive personalized direction that's tailored to us. The Lord speaks to each of us individually. And just like watching conference, we each might get something totally different out of it. I think if we go with the attitude and maybe go in prayer with the attitude of what can I do? How can you use me? to help you, we can get so much more out of our prayers each day. I also loved Elder Renlund's talk about our commitment to Christ. He said that commitment leads to conversion. And he talked about how we can anchor ourselves to the Savior. And that one of the best ways to do that was through taking the sacrament each week. And he talked about how we do that, how we make that more important and meaningful in our lives. And it made me think that I probably need to focus a little bit more on that every Sunday before I go to church, where I'm going, what I'm doing, and really what that commitment is. He talked about the anti-Nephi-Lehi's and how they buried their weapons of war. He said that we need to throw our old ways away, bury our weapons of war, and don't get them out again. I thought that was pretty powerful. I loved Elder Bednar's talk where he described how cheetahs stalk their prey. He said that Satan is like a cheetah. He's a predator all day, every day, and he does not stop. I also loved how he said that we live in a world where chaos is disguised as liberty. I thought that was pretty thought-provoking. But he also said that if ye are prepared, ye shall not fear, and that our home is the true center of gospel learning. I love that, and it made me think about how I can make my home more centered on the gospel 
Those are some good things to think about. Mark L. Pace gave a great talk about the Come Follow Me program, and he said that as we study the Come Follow Me manual in our home, we are like the children of Israel, marking our doors so that the destroyer may pass by us. I thought that was pretty awesome. And then he said that Come Follow Me is the Lord's proactive plan and counter strategy to the adversary. And I know that for me personally and for our family, studying the Come Follow Me lessons has really, really blessed us and helped us to grow closer together as a family. Every Sunday we get together, we FaceTime with our kids at college, and we have a little discussion. It's pretty short, nothing too organized or it's not really a big deal, but it's really neat. And it's something that we didn't do before we had this program. And I think it has brought us closer together as a family. I also loved Elder Razvan's talk where he talks about honoring our covenants and commitments. He had some really thought-provoking things to say. He talked about how when we say something like, I'll pray for you, or when we tell someone we're going to do something for them, do we actually do it? Or are those just words? It really made me think about what I say and what I mean and following through with those things. I went to the women's broadcast with my daughters and I absolutely loved it. I loved Sister Alberto's talk. That was one of the best talks I've ever heard on mental wellness given in the church. I just thought it was great. She talked about how sometimes black clouds can form in our lives. And she mentioned several times that if you need the help of a professional, you should get it and not feel bad about that, that that's okay. Sometimes we have issues and we need to get help with them and that that's fine. She said, don't place the unnecessary burden on ourselves of being perfect now. I think that can be a real problem in the church, the thought of perfectionism and that we need to be doing all the things all the time. And our perception that everyone else is doing all the things all the time. It's just not true. We're all just doing the best we can. And we all have issues and we all struggle. She also talked about not holding ourselves to an invisible standard. I think we do that too a lot in the church. And we need to realize that we're good just as we are. The Lord loves us just as we are. And that we're enough and that it's okay. And that's not to say that we don't need to try and improve because we can every single day. But that's all the Lord asks of us is that we try. And if we're trying, we'll get to where we need to be. And we will grow in the ways that we need to. The last thing that I wrote down from her talk is where she said, Our struggles don't define us, but they can refine us. I thought that was awesome. President Oaks also gave a talk during the women's session, and it was kind of interesting. When he gave his talk, I thought it was a good talk. I didn't really think much of it, um, but then later I noticed some chatter about it on social media. I thought that was kind of interesting. I think the thing with President Oaks is he's just not a very warm and fuzzy person. That's just not his personality. Where you get President Nelson standing up and saying that he wants to be everybody's grandpa, and he's such a sweetheart, I think President Oaks is just... It's just not his personality. He's a little more bold and direct and just says what he means and means what he says. Here's what I wrote down from his talk. Be kind to everyone, even if their beliefs are different than yours. And that's what I got out of his talk. And even though he may not be warm and fuzzy and he's just bold and direct and people may not like what he says, he's still a prophet. And if we have an issue with what he says, that's okay. And we can talk to our Heavenly Father about that. After President Oaks, President Nelson got up and gave an amazing talk on women and the power of the priesthood. And if there's anyone listening who has an issue with women not having the responsibility of the priesthood, please listen to this talk because I just thought he explained it so well. He encouraged us to study section 25 of the Doctrine and Covenants, section 84, and section 107. He said that the input of women in the church is essential and never ornamental. I love that. 
I just love President Nelson. He's awesome. And as a side note, I thought this was interesting too. My daughter, while we were watching the broadcast and President Nelson announced the temples, at the end, she said, Mom, I think he kind of did that on the fly. I think he wasn't really planning on announcing those temples. And I said, oh, I bet he was. He, I don't think he does anything on the fly. Well, I was wrong. She has a roommate that is a journalism major and was actually in the media room on Temple Square during this conference. She said that it was the last talk. They were getting ready to go. They had the copy of the transcript of President Nelson's talk. So they were just kind of wrapping things up. All of a sudden, they're following along at the end, and he kind of takes a left turn and announces the temples, which was not planned and not in his talk at that time. And so they were just scrambling in the journalism room, trying to write down everything he was saying and get everything so that they could put it out in the media right after the conference was over. I just thought that was kind of funny. Then we have the talk by President Uchtdorf. That man knows how to write a talk. (laughs) As I was listening, I started furiously taking notes and trying to write down all these quotes. And eventually I just stopped and listened to his talk. It was so good. He's just a great speaker and so inspiring. He told the story of Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit, which I thought was really awesome. He talked about just like how Bilbo went on a grand adventure that each one of us is on our own grand adventure through this life. And he talked about how in this life we walk the path of discipleship. He said, remember that discipleship is not about doing things perfectly. It's about doing things intentionally. And there's that word intentionally again. I think that's a good one to pay attention to. He said that even when we fail, we can choose not to give up, but to rather discover our courage, press forward and rise up. That our Heavenly Father knows that we are not perfect and that we will fail at times. And then here's one of my favorite quotes from the whole conference. He said, God loves you no less when you struggle than when you triumph. I love that. I thought it was a great thing to remember. He said that true disciples of Jesus Christ love God and his children without expectation of something in return. And he said that the Savior invites us each day to join him on the road to discipleship and that we need to leave our comfort and ease behind. Sometimes I think that's hard, but I think that's just part of our personal journey as disciples of Jesus Christ. I also really enjoyed Elder Ballard's talk where he talked about our families. He said we don't know how much time we have left with the ones we love and that we need to make the most of it. I thought that was so true and something that we probably really don't think about very often. And it was just another good thing that we could focus on. And then the last talk I wanted to focus on a little bit was President Nelson's closing remarks. Of course, in true President Nelson fashion, he made some changes, threw in some things that got people buzzing. He said the year 2020 will be designated as the bicentennial year. General conference next April will be different from any previous conference. And he talked about how we need to study the Book of Mormon between now and then and really make it a focus of our homes and of our lives. And he told us to select your own questions that you want to think about, design your own plan, immerse yourself in the glorious light of the restoration. He said, as you do, general conference next April will not only be memorable, it will be unforgettable. He said, now in closing, I leave with you my love and my blessing that each of you may become happier and holier with each passing day. I loved General Conference. It left me motivated to try to do better and be better. And hopefully we can each take the messages that were most meaningful to us and follow the prophet's challenges and be ready for a great conference next April. I want to thank you so much for joining me this week. Next week, we'll get back to the Come Follow Me lessons. Don't forget that you can find me on Instagram at Come Follow Me Weekly. I hope you all have a great day and a great week.